Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. This is far too wordy, boys. We're going to have to think of something. We might have to rebrand again. Um, I'm Nick, and on this episode, I am joined by my favourite pools, Mr. P-Dubs. Hello. And Mr. D. And the other one. <laughs> I wow, come Hello. on. Bonnie, Bonnie Face is still associated in some, some weird way. Yeah, you know. yes. I heard from him recently. Oh, yeah. He is still alive. He wasn't... Well, he didn't tell me that he was on a, another uh, assassination mission, but he could have been. Uh, you know, he, he always yeah. kept those cards close to his chest. Or so. he could still be in the toilet at the Master's Ed. Well, that is, that is it. I mean, I hope not, because they knocked that down for refurbishment. So hopefully mm. he got it out in time. But mm. who's to say? Who's yeah. who's really to say? Uh, well, he is, and so if he wants to come on and talk about it, then he can do. The door is always open. Um, but <laughs> other than <laughs> former co-hosts and toilet stalls, we're here to talk about Disney. So yeah. there's a few bits in the parks, there's a few bits outside the parks, but before we get into any of that nonsense, of course, I should be asking what everybody is drinking. So, P-dubs. I, unfortunately, I'm really boring. I've got a bottle of water. There's no such thing as boring anymore. I banned it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, obviously, when Craig's on, he'll he'll deny that. But yeah, I've officially banned it. It's fine. Water's fine. Is it still a sparkling? It's still. I'm afraid. Oh, what's so, the brand? Uh, Nestle. <laughs> oh, is that the? Is it like life water or something? Yeah, yeah pure life. Pure life. That's. I knew it's something yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I I really like sparkling water, but I appreciate mm. it's an acquired taste, which is weird because it's water, right? But yeah, it does taste different. Yeah, no, I like it. I yeah. like it better than still water. Oh, I I find it so boring drinking still water. Like I just, mm. it's it's a real drag. Thank yeah. God for Soda Stream. Um, what are you drinking, Mister D? I have sparkling got the king water. of beers. Nope. Sparkling, well, it's, yeah, probably is. You probably could call it sparkling water, but it uh, is Budweiser. It's carbonated. It's carbonated. They're, spark- they're sparkling, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's slightly stronger than water. But yeah. Now I know I don't much. always, I don't always uh, talk about what I'm drinking because it is normally so predictable. But just to make sure people at home aren't worried about me, I am drinking. I'm drinking Cherry Pepsi Max, of course. The the drink of choice for. Um, mm-hmm people that like cherry cola beverages i guess oh that's cold and it's cold like cold drinks no i need room temperature like when it's as cold as it's been the last few days here yeah right let us go 
and have a look at what's been going on inside the parks. Now, I do know that P-Dubs, you've been doing a little bit of research about Disneyland. Yep. As you like to do. As I like to do, yep. Do you want to do like uh, like a data dump of Disneyland stuff, or do you want to kind of just do a story, move on, come back to it? What, what, what do you I'm quite, do? I'm quite happy to to dump all the information at once. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, Craig likes a big dump. Um, so you know, if, <laughs> unfortunately, if you... we're not talking toilets at Disneyland. Oh, that's a shame because that is one of his favourite subjects. Yeah, um, but it no, truly is. Go on and crack on. Right, so I'm going to start at Toontown. Um, so as everybody knows, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened um, just this past month. Um, while that opened, uh, the rest of Toontown didn't. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the reopening of Toontown has been pushed back by a- around a week and a half. It's not a massive delay. Um, so instead of opening on March the 8th, it is going to reopen on March the 19th. Um, so that includes the likes of Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin um, and then the rest of the like the meet and greet areas and the kind of what everybody would know from Walt Disney World, the, the houses of the characters um, is it, not reopening for, for another couple of weeks yet. Um, and as I say, it's been pushed back you say that about the I, I mean right i just want to be clear i'm not disputing the news you just provided because yeah. you know that's fine but what i did thought find interesting was you mentioned about what's in toontown and you mentioned the houses and yeah. people know that but you know they, they recognize that from magic kingdom but of course those houses disappeared a long time ago now probably about yeah. 10 years so there's probably a whole uh raft of people who yeah. have been to Disney World since then? I've got no idea that, yeah. that those existed. Yeah, it's it's strange to think that because my first trip, I actually remember going in those houses mm-hmm. and then going back and like because I like when we first went as a family, um, I wasn't really a, a massive Disney fan. It wasn't something that I did on a regular basis, sure. and it wasn't until kind of that that time that I kind of got into it and I didn't know they'd taken Toontown out at that point um so it was a bit of a shock when everything had gone yeah um, I think do you, do you actually remember that far back Mr. Day about us talking about that being taken out yeah vaguely yeah I can remember that yeah I mean that was, that was the early days of this was, podcast yeah, it was a long time ago yeah 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 it would have it would have been because First time I went to Walt Disney World would have been, what, 14 years now? 15 years? Which is ridiculous in itself, to mm. think that it was that long ago. Um, and then we went back, what, nine years ago? And it had changed quite a lot in in that time because of the, the expansion. The, the expansion to the Fantasyland was, was a massive change to Magic mm. Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as I said, for people that don't know, Toontown is kind of Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Daisy and Goofy and Pluto. It's it's where they where they live. Yeah. Um, and you can go and visit where they live. So I remember specifically that you used to be able to go in and meet Mickey in his house 
it used to be a meet and greet. Um, yeah. So that's kind of been missing for, for a while at, at Disneyland because it, it closed not long after everything reopened. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's been closed for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, it's funny, the, the very first time I went to Disney Park was Disneyland and it was it was January 1993 and that's when Toontown opened. Toontown had literally was, was still, it wasn't even completely opened I don't think. And it wasn't uh, called Toontown either. Uh, it was something about it was Mickey's party party oh, town. Oh it was, yeah. Mickey, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was for his birthday. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be temporary. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah, ended Mickey's up sticking around to... or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. And and the scary thing there, Mr. D, is you've just revealed to everybody mm-hmm. that you've been going to Disney now for thirty years. Uh yeah. Yeah, I know it's scary. Although that yeah. said, I've been going for thirty one years, so what can I say? Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I just embarrassed my myself trying to <laughs> embarrass you. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's I mean it's interesting because I remember going to those houses in Magic Kingdom uh, when I were part of Fantasyland, but I don't remember doing a meet and greet there. I just remember going in the, the houses and there was certain interactive elements, wasn't there? Like yeah. Minnie had a mm-hmm. cooker. Of course she would. She's a woman. Of course her house would yeah. have a cooker in it. Um, and uh, you could turn up the heat in the oven and a cake would bake. My my favourite thing was always the shopping list on Mickey's fridge that was just right. different types of cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, because they famously love cheese, um, <laughs> as science has, has, has proved. I think it's a real shame that they removed those houses from Fantasyland. I, I, guess in, I guess in Magic Kingdom, because there was no Toontown area, they were just plonked in, in Fantasyland. It didn't really... Fit in with the theme, yeah. but sometimes I say sod the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like they were, they were fun to have. So yeah. it's another reason to go back to Disneyland, I guess. You know, yeah. To yeah. See that. Is there anything else in uh, in Toontown other than like attraction right wise yeah. other other than um, Roger Rabbit and? Yeah, they also had Gadget's Go Coaster. Yeah. Um, which is it, it's a typical family roller coaster. Isn't it, like, it was, isn't it similar to the Barnstormer? Yeah, pretty yeah. much exactly the same as the Barnstormer because yeah. that's what obviously replaced it. Right. At, at Disney World, was it got rethemed as the the Barnstormer? Mm. Um. So yeah, they've got that. Um. Uh, and that was pretty much it. It was there was a splash pad, uh, Donald splash pad, outside his boat. Um. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, it's it more or less is kind of like just somewhere to go and have a bit of a breather, if anything, let the kids play uh, in the splash pad. And I think there was like an adventure playground as well type thing in there. Um, but obviously that has that has changed with Runaway Railway. There's a major e-ticket attraction there now. Um, okay. Though that's the next part of the story. Uh, it hasn't been as popular as Disney were expecting it to be. Mm. Um, as of uh, 
this week, uh, there is no longer a virtual queue uh, for Runaway Railway. It is now um, regular standby line and lightning lane. Hmm. It's always been like that in Hollywood studios, hasn't it? They they didn't have yeah. a virtual queue for it there either, did they? Yeah. Mm. So didn't last very long on that virtual queue. Yeah. I mean it is a bit of a people eater, so you know. It does get yeah. it does get through the crowds pretty quickly was our experience. <clears throat> As did the great movie ride. Right? I mean it's similar system or same system big big system. big ride vehicles isn't it, it takes quite yeah. a lot of people yeah. at a time yeah 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 i think that's i was having this conversation with craig over on the uh the disneyland paris podcast about avengers flight force mm-hmm. and the fact that it's not really that that's a run disneyland paris that never had big queues when it was aerosmith yeah like it mm-hmm. always had quite short queues and Craig was saying, well, I'm surprised that, you know, it's been rethemed and you still can get on it normally after about five minutes. And yeah. I said, well, it does take quite a lot of people at a time. But mm-hmm. yeah. then you think about it, the one in Hollywood Studios, that normally is one you've got to wait quite a long time for. And yet it's yeah. the same. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, the guests that go to certain parts just have that don't enjoy the same things. Maybe that's it yeah. as well. Yeah. Very much so. Do we do we know what the, the, the kind of standby wait times have been like for it? Let's have a look, because it will be running currently. Uh, let's have a look and see what we've got. Good old US time. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the wrong one. I picked Paris, not Disneyland. Oh, you don't do that. It'd help if I got the right one, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, so where are we? Went a where is the version. yeah? Where is so currently? It is a thirty-minute wait. Oof. I mean, I, I guess it's a Monday. What? It's yeah. Afternoon, like about three. Yeah. Three-ish when we record this. Uh, a so. little bit, little bit earlier than that. Mm. Um. So it, yeah, it'd be a be about one. Mm. Mm-hmm. So lunchtime, I suppose, may have lowered it a little. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I don't, I don't pay enough attention to Disneyland because I've never gone. Uh, I don't have any plans to go in the immediate future. But I wonder because it's more of a locals park. If it, if rides are quieter at times, that they would be busier in Disney World because people tend to go later in the day. Like and let's put work. it this way, Rise of the Resistance is currently down. Wow. And it's still got... The, the biggest queue in the park is actually Smuggler's Run. Oh, my God. At, at 55 minutes. Oh, sorry, no, yeah. I lie. Space Mountain is 65 minutes. Yeah, okay, well, at least that's something. Um, yeah. yeah, that is... But then I guess, I guess as well, like, if you was queuing for Rise and... You've then got to make your way over to to Toontown. It's a it's a trek, right? Yeah. So, I guess yeah, it probably have a knock on effect on the nearer attractions than the the further away ones. It's interesting. Yeah. Be interesting to see how that. Yeah, one to keep an eye on. I think. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, another small story that we haven't got a lot of detail on um, during one of their 
earnings calls, Bob Iger announced that there will be an Avatar experience opening at Disneyland in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, they've not said what, or it, it's not going to be a land because there is no room to put one. Um, for the most part, it, it's not going to be like Pandora. Um, we may get one ride. Well, I, um, I, I would assume that if they're going to go for one ride, they're probably going to go for... Um, your passage. That's the one. I just I completely, yeah. well, it, completely in my mind. It completely goes with the movie anyway. You know the the actual kind of movie in Flight of Passage. Well, is, the, is more consistent with the second movie. Yeah, but also when you're talking about like uh, a Navi River Adventure, mm. it's a water attraction. Yeah, water attractions need one water. Mm. Uh, secondly. A big area, yeah. So hold all, all the walls are. Then all the things that you need to have in there, like pumps and all that. Whilst mm. the other one is a standard at- attraction, in many yeah. respects. I mean, I know it's you know it's a bit more than that, but it's probably got a smaller footprint as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you think we might get like a, a a really small area with just an attraction there? Yeah, I think so. I think if anywhere they've got the room where Monsters Inc. currently sits. Um, I think that's probably on the chopping board next. I don't think there's anywhere else that they can remove anything. A lot of it has already been kind of rethemed in recent years. Um, It's not going to go in Tomorrowland. Mm. Um, It it doesn't fit there. And where Monsters Inc. currently sits is, is classed as Hollywood Studios. Right. Um, it's the Hollywood Studios area of the park, um, so they can quite easily fit it in there and just say, "Well, it's from a film." Yeah, I guess um, you don't even need to try and stick a, a big tree or something there if no. it's in the studios part of the park. Yeah, ride the movies, right? Yep, exactly. Mm. And I, I, I think that's that's really the only spot they've got room for now. Yeah. California Adventure's been completely rethemed. Except for that area. Mm. Um, so obviously Pixar Pier came along. Uh, they're not going to put it over where like Little Mermaid is. and That's kind of a, I would say, a Latin area past where Little Mermaid is round to Pixar Pier. It's very much Latin restaurants. Um, you have like Coco shows and things like that around that area. And it, it doesn't, for me, I don't think it should be in that area. It doesn't really fit with the rest of it. Um, obviously, you've got Avengers Campus. You've got Cars Land. None of those are coming out. No. Um, so really, the Hollywood Studios area is the only place I can see it fitting. And I think they've got to do something with Avatar. Yep. Like At the end of the day, mm-hmm. as and it is bewildering to me, Um they're, they're now the two biggest films. Yep. In, in film, like that is that is a record. Like, unless so, you know, until something comes along and knocks it out of the way, that's that's in the record books, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hasn't he got like three films in the top five grossing yeah. all the time or something as well? Yeah. Yep. Like, it's, well, yeah. Titanic's both advertising there, and Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Titanic's yep. five, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I think the re-release just knocked it back into the top five spot. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, it it's insane. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think they have to do something with it now. Yeah, because because of that, you know, yeah. the, the the second film has been as big a hit as the as the first. Well, not, yeah. not <laughs> literally not quite, but I mean, as close to like it's yeah, it's it, it's incredible. So and also as well, it's not like the rides. Uh, in, in Animal Kingdom, people don't like, right? You know, people yeah. love those. Well, love one of them, tolerate the other. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it, it, it makes sense that that would be the next thing that they want to uh, focus on. Yeah, in the parks. So, Definitely smart. Definitely. So uh, then the next one that that I shared at the time in our little chat group, <laughs> um, the replacement for the Frozen show at the Hyperion Theatre. California Adventure has been confirmed. Yeah. Um, we will be getting Rogers the musical. Yes. Um, it's only going to be a limited time. Uh, it is a short one-act version hmm. uh, of what is surely going to end up being a full show at some point. You um, think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> they're building up to it. like They did it at D23. Yeah. Now they've got this shorter version of it, and it's exactly what they did with Frozen, didn't they? Mm. They did the the short one act version of it in in the parks, yeah, and then it became a full full blown musical. I I think that's where it's heading. Mm. I I mean, let's be honest. Although it was one of the the funnier jokes in uh, that series of of Hawkeye, it was yeah. that it was a joke. Like it wasn't yeah. supposed to be a, a test to you know it to be a full musical the reaction mm-hmm. uh from people has has made that happen and yeah. with that in mind you know they've 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 tried to they, they made a short musical right that was it we saw yeah. clips from a short musical mm-hmm. you've now got to expand that well that doesn't happen overnight no. um so it probably would take a while to do it and i think this is a a great way of putting that on for a revolving audience um to see you know what's working what isn't for them to yeah. to them pad out mm-hmm. that yeah. said i don't think I, I can't see this being something that disney uh whatever they call disney theater group or or whoever they, what, is, what is it what's the what's the yeah, theater chain theater arm of disney yeah. Is it theatrical productions? Disney theatrical productions? It's or is it Disney performing arts? It's it's something like yeah. that. Well look, I I am not expecting this to make it to Broadway. Like I think this is going to be something that they they're probably gonna either do on cruise ships or you know, do as a more permanent thing yeah. in one of the parks. I, I don't think they're thinking Broadway with this thing. It's it's gonna be too tongue in cheek. No. I mean but I mean, comedy theatre works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, musical, musical comedy theatre, yeah, good one. Yeah, well, Book of Mormon, Avenue Q. Yeah, um, that yeah. Cinderella the show, Santos, that, the uh, Santos, the musical. Yes, it's coming. Yeah, it's about about time if you ask me. And and of mm-hmm. course, Andrew Lloyd Webber's doing comedy theatre at the moment, isn't he? With uh, Cinderella and Bad Cinderella, so uh, comedy's hot in theatre. Yeah. That's a very niche reference. If anyone gets that, it's a really niche reference. But, um, I mean, look, I, I know you was very excited, P-Dubs. I mean, it, 
Uh, it's something that definitely made me smile when I saw it announced. I think it's a shame that it is for a limited run because, I mean, not being funny, what else is going on in that theatre? Yeah, exactly. Since they took Frozen out, um, it's it stood empty since the pandemic. Now, if they're, like, if they're, if they're planning like something more permanent, I mean, cause, what, Frozen was about seven, eight years, maybe? Yeah. So if they are planning to maybe do something like, I don't know, uh, uh, Coco or uh, Encanto, then, you know, putting something on for a limited period kind of makes sense. But if you've got nothing else to go in there at the moment, then why not just leave it there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the next story I had, um, now we know everybody loves an Earl of Sandwich. We've talked about it over and over again on on these shows. Um, Well, Downtown Disney uh, had the return of the Earl of Sandwich um, earlier this year um, as a kind of temporary location in the the former Portos uh, restaurant, bakery. Um, Well, they've added to that. uh, We now have the Earl of Sandwich Tavern, which is opening next door. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. A sit-down Earl of Sandwich restaurant. With a complete new menu. It's right. not just sandwiches anymore. Um, I, there's no confirmation on that that menu. Um, I did see one posted, but it wasn't uh, an official one. Um, but yep, this week in the same building, so this building was quite big, um, they built uh, the tavern next door to mm-hmm. the, the current Earl of Sandwich. Um, it's not permanent. Uh, as we've mentioned before, this is a temporary location until they can find them uh, a better venue. Um, but, yeah, we've got uh, this new uh, concept from Earl of Sandwich. Um, tables in an Earl of Sandwich? I mean, it's been done before. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to understand what the significance of the tavern part of the name is. Well, it is also a bar, right? So it is a proper okay like, full service, right? Okay, okay, that mm-hmm. makes a bit more sense. Yeah, I, I know it's. Uh, I know it wasn't a uh, an official menu, but what other kinds of food were? Uh, let me see if I can find it, um, because I'm sure it, it's open now. So there must be something. Mm. I used to do. What, what? What? How do you feel about an early sandwich? Um, I I like Yellow Sandwich at Walt Disney World. I wasn't crazy about the one in Paris. I mean, it's been a long time since we've been there, but it, it didn't seem quite the same experience. Um, but the one in uh, in Disney Springs is is good. You know, consistently good. Um, so yeah, I think in Disneyland, I would have I would have thought it would have been pretty equivalent. The the tavern piece, I'm I'm not so sure about that. But mm. if it's just Earl Sandwich with beer, but I thought you could get beer in the Earl Sandwich in Disney Springs anyway, so... You definitely can in know. the Paris one. Like, the Paris one, I mean, yeah. obviously it's in France, right? So you can get beer pretty much anywhere, but, you know, yeah. that's got sandwiches. It also does limited, but it does hot food yeah. and drinks. So yeah. that's why I'm a bit confused as to why this is a big so, deal, but... So I found the menu... 
Sure. Um, so we've got starters, chicken, uh, buffalo chicken wings, um, a mushroom quesadilla. Then there's a couple of soups, your usual tomato bisque and a clam chowder. Um, some salads. Uh, they are doing some uh, sandwiches, but they look mm-hmm. to be more burger-like mm-hmm. um, than actual sandwiches. So you've got just some some of the, the unusual ones. We've got a chimichurri steak sandwich, um, a buffalo chicken sandwich, thrown in a mac and cheese burger. Um, then you've got entrees, uh, ginger salmon, uh, spaghetti and meatballs, uh, prime rib of beef, uh, chicken fettuccine alfredo. So it is a little, yeah, well, it's quite different mm. um, from what you, you'd normally expect. You've got a kid's menu, grilled cheese, mac and cheese, what you'd expect on a kid's menu. Uh, and a couple of desserts, white chocolate bread pudding, cheesecake, uh, a chocolate ganache cake. Um, so it is very, very different. I just kind of feel like clues in the name, right? Earl of Sandwich. You go there for yeah. sandwiches. I don't see the point of just whacking Tavern at the end of its name and then basically doing a completely different type of food. I, I mean, you said like they do sandwiches, but they're more like burgers. Well, that's everywhere, yeah. right? Everywhere yeah. does that. So. I don't understand the significance of trying to like band it into the Earl of Sandwich family. Like the the company that owns Earl of Sandwich is it like Laundries or something? Yeah. So they they own like loads of brands already. Why not just use one of them? Yeah. Earl of Sandwich is a sandwich chain. Like, just call it something else. That's weird. Yeah. That said, sounds good. In terms yeah. of food, I'm not. I'm not knocking <laughs> it existed. I'm just confused by the branding. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a grumpy old man. What do I know? <laughs> but no reviews uh, as yet from from the tavern. No, not really. It's it's only opened in the last couple of days. Um, I right. think I'm not even sure if it has opened yet. They they said that there was training going on. Um, looks like over the weekend. Um. But yeah, nothing so far. I'm sure it'll be coming to your favourite vlogger very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thought so. but, uh, and the the only other thing I wanted to bring up with regards to Disneyland, and I think this probably relates more to you, Mister D, than than any of us, because I think you might have a bit more insight. Um, is the opening of the the new tower at the Disneyland Hotel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, with yeah. very little detail as to what's actually happening with it. Yeah, it's very odd, isn't it? This is this is the first time I was listening to a DVC podcast today, actually, and they were commenting they they can't remember another occasion where they've actually opened up the the new resort for bookings before they've actually opened up the sales of the points. So it is a bit odd. Um, and I know we had some chat in the group about are they backing away from the DVC idea? I'd be surprised if that was the case. It, um, it's certainly built to a DVC spec. Yeah, and it's got like 
I know it's predominantly studios, but there are some one beds and um, and then I think you can make two beds then from a combination of the one bed and the studios. And then I think there's a couple of grand villas as well. So those grand think, villas look absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, but so I think it is going to be DVC. But it is odd that that they haven't announced the pricing yet. Um, yeah. I mean, Grand Californian, which is the only other. California DVC that was an odd one because initially that wasn't that popular it, it was very slow to get gone but it did become and it is a relatively small DVC it has now become you know crazy prices in terms of the the points you know buying the points it's, it is very sought after and unless you own points at the Grand Californian then you you struggle to get a booking because it is in high demand. So I would have thought that the Disneyland Tower is going to be is going to be equally popular. Um, now, in terms of them opening it up for cash sales early on, that isn't that much of a surprise because obviously they haven't they wouldn't have even sold all the points under normal circumstances anyway. And then even people who have bought the points, they may not have accumulated enough points for a vacation or they might have a, a use year, which is a bit of a, we've talked about that term before. It's a bit of a confusing term, but the use year is basically the month that you, your new points get added every year. So you might buy, you might buy a contract in February, but you might have a use year, which is June. So you don't get your next lot of points until June. So because of that, they're going to be, Disney are going to be renting out those rooms for cash for, for quite some time. So that doesn't really surprise me that much. But what is surprising is that they just haven't announced or they haven't opened up the sales of the points yet and they haven't announced the pricing yet. So hopefully we'll we'll see something there soon. And you did, at one point, you were interested in those points, P-Dabs. Is that still the case? Yeah, yeah. I, if, if I was going to buy DVC, it would be at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, just because of the close proximity to... Yeah to the parks there is and and the lack of inventory as well yeah. at Disneyland yeah. if you want to stay on property it's so expensive sure sure I mean um, obviously timeshares aren't really what you would classically think of as an investment and I don't think anybody should buy into DVC thinking about it as a financial investment but just looking at what's happened to Grand California and, and DVC at Walt Disney World, um, it, it's probably quite a good bet that those points will yeah. go up in value. So even if you only kept them for, you know, five years, ten years, whatever, um, yeah. and get a couple of good holidays out of it, then um, you can probably sell them and get your money back. Yeah, I'm ju I'm just amazed that it's ready because mm. when we were there six months ago, it still yeah. looked like a shell. Yeah. So they really put in the work to get that that done for yeah. this early this year. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because our we were in the tower right next to it, so mm. we walked past it every day to get get mm. to our room. Yeah. Um. And don't get me wrong, it it looked great from what they yeah. they'd done at that point. It just didn't look like it would be done by this time mm. of the year. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Interesting to see what happens next next couple of months. Well, hopefully, 
we'll get an idea of what the pricing is going to be for that resort. Yeah. We'll save up your pennies, P-Dabs. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not going to be cheap, that's for sure. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I won't be renting out one of the grand villas. Let's put it that no, way. <laughs> no, no. I, um, I love DVC chat because it just means I can just sit on mute for five there you minutes. Go. <laughs> Wind you up right. and let you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, the only thing, I don't know if this is this is potentially why or anything like that. It's been like a, a kind of delay on the announcements or anything, but you know, states have different tax laws and, and different things like that. I wonder if the way that they have to sell DVC there might be different in some way. Or they It might, might be... well be that they have to sell rooms first before they can then... Mm-hmm sell points yeah i mean i don't, I, I literally don't know i, I don't know anything yeah. about california land law or anything like that but as it's the first time they're doing this mm-hmm. i do wonder if you know there are there are things that we don't understand that might be because normally you know when we've seen other dvc results at disney world or even other results around the world like they're just they're, there's not been this kind of hold up on that mm-hmm. information, like it's been quite upfront about what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I wonder if there's a reason that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just felt very strange, didn't it, with that that statement that there was no mention of yeah. any news as to when they were going to sell, other than the fact old DVC members can pay by cash mm-hmm. a day before everybody else. Yeah, and that was the only mention in the whole statement of yeah. DVC. Yeah, it's odd. Pay with cash. Got a lot of cash built up to do that, haven't you? Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll keep updating people as and when Disney update us, I guess. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, let's fly over, unless there was anything else you had, Paul. No, the the only other thing I was going to mention is they've announced the, the menus for the Food and Wine Festival out there, but we'll go through that on the on the next show, because it is mm. a, a brand new bit of information that's come out in the last hour or so. And about an hour, hour's worth of content. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. And after what we've already <laughs> spoken about, we, we'll hold that back for the next episode. Fair, fair days. Well, let's let's have a look. Let's fly over to the other coast mm-hmm. uh, and, and Disney World. And uh, was there anything you wanted to um, highlight, Mr. D? Well, I think, um, I mean, it's it's been a story that's been rattling on for a long time, but it took a it took a fairly significant turn today. Um, DeSantos had his press conference today, and in, in mm. the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which is kind of the the sort of oversight, the entity that that manages Walt Disney World. Um, it's uh, the the new version of that. Um, is is coming to law now. DeSantos has, has signed it into law, and he gave a a fairly um, I don't know how you would describe it, a fairly aggressive press conference today. He made some made some comments, pretty much come out and said that you know what what he's done is in direct response to to Disney's position on the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, 
so anyway, it's 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 a done deal now. It looks like so that um, the Reedy Creek Improvement District is going to be wound down over the next two years. Um, there's a board that the Santos now has appointed, uh, which is which is going to provide oversight. Um, and um, you know the names the names have been have been named in terms of who's going to be on that board. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have seen that. It's a bit of a mixed group, really. Um, no, I, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. There's um, number of different number of different people on it. Um, let's see. One of them's the CEO of a. A kind of religious organization, oh, um, but that's probably what they would say, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of, I mean, he himself has is, is said that he's trying to provide a board that's quite diverse and it's got different viewpoints, which I guess is one way of looking at it. Um, you got Bridget Ziegler, who's a member of the Sarasota County School Board, and she's a supporter of uh, Mums for Liberty organization. Oh, yeah. God! Um, as an attorney, um, uh, Martin Garcia, I think, of Tampa. Um, then there's Ron Perry, who was the CEO of The Gathering USA, which is a ministry that focuses on faith and culture. Um Another <laughs> this board, I'm just so, reading it, and it's yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting. It's full of nut jobs by the sound of it. Well, it'll be interesting to see how how things change if they change uh, as a result of this, because it's not. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the long term implications of this are going to be. Obviously, these. Ha- these people will have some say as to, you know, what what Disney does, but um, there's still there's still a lot of power that sits with the Disney company. I think in the day to day running of the the organisation, it's I think it would just be interesting to see how cooperative this is or how confrontational it is. Clearly, Santos is it- in the confrontational camp, I think. Mm-hmm. Isn't this isn't this where Disney normally go? Do you know what? You you've gone against us. We're going to announce a theme park an hour mm. up the road. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I, I think if, <laughs> I think if Disney really wanted to stamp their feet, they'd they'd move it to like another state entirely. <laughs> get yeah. out of yeah. Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, obviously, Disney have got a huge. Um, you know, a huge investment in in Florida, so I can't see them doing anything drastic or dramatic. Um, the comment that DeSantos made was, "Florida ends the corporate kingdom," which, uh, and he made reference to being a, you know, a, a California-based company, and you know, they're they're in Florida, so we'll we'll see. Um, We'll see what happens. But, just, uh, just to remind listeners, the Santos is the man who has banned Anne Frank's diary from schools in Florida, but not Mein Kampf. So, mm. you know, take of that what you will. And I just want to, before I let Pete up say something, because I know he wants to, um, I just want to clarify, 
I have got nothing against religion, even as an atheist. I do have a massive problem with these weird preacher-like people that make millions of dollars from donations from people to buy themselves private jets. Um, so I don't mean to upset yeah. anyone religious. I'm specifically talking about certain people who consider themselves to be religious. Um, yeah. The religion of money. Um, what do you think, P-Dubs? Look, I think it is going to harm the parks in the long run. I, I think the fact that they're now not allowed to go turn around and go, oh, we want to build this. Who's going to approve it? Oh, we are. Mm. I think that's where their big problems are going to come is that we we joke and laugh about how long it takes Disney to build anything. Mm. This is only going to extend that weight. Sure. Yeah, you could you could be... I mean, we don't know, but I mean, I, I would have thought yeah. we were right. From what yeah. I've been reading, though, it, it, it sounds... It sounds like it's at a higher level. The controls at a higher level because they don't they don't have any creative input at all in terms of what happens in the parks. Um, but they control decisions like um, you know the the land uh, that that Disney is located on, things like you know regulations for emergency services, the use of the land, debts, and things like that. They don't really have any decision-making power when it comes to things like the next roller coaster that gets put in or the next attraction or whatever. But what it might affect might be, you know, if they did want to build a fifth gate or if they wanted to significantly extend a part where they're actually changing the use of some of the lands. But if it was like we're going to replace this attraction with that attraction, I don't really think they've got any say in that or any impact to that. So... So the the park boundaries, yeah, are, are going to be quite safe. It's it's more the land you you drive around to get to. Yeah, it's more it's more. I think from what I understand from reading reading various articles, it's more. You know, the the thing about the Reedy Creek Improvement District was it was set up so that they they were kind of their own government, all right, and and some of that has gone away. So. There might be some more bureaucracy in terms of if they wanna if if Disney wanna do things in Walt Disney World, whereas other other companies would normally have to get planning permission and you know and go through the local authority for things. There might be some of that now at some level, but in terms of actually, you know, we're gonna we're gonna refurb Splash Mountain and make it. You know, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. No, they 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 wouldn't be affecting things at that level. It would be a, a kind of almost higher regulatory um, level, I think. Um, yeah. So basically, your Save Splash Mountain Brigade are still not going to be able to save Splash Mountain because they the Santos can't yeah. stop them doing that. No, I wouldn't have thought so. No. <laughs> I think what's what I found interesting about the whole thing is what Disney haven't done. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact that they've kind of just allowed it to happen. Yeah. So maybe yep. so either they don't think it's gonna have anywhere near the impact that we we feel it could do, mm-hmm. um, or they're waiting for a time to do something. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. I just find it very weird that and, and we've talked before about when they've had 
you know, the, the, the parks have had disputes with the state of Florida about things before, mm-hmm. how much they are willing to throw their toys out of the pram. Mm-hmm. And for something that seems on the, on paper to be so kind of important, they've they've really done nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the threat of a legal case? You know, yeah. where where's Iger or Chapek? You know, complaining. You know, it's been there, there was a little bit of that, but not nowhere near what you'd expect. So it mm-hmm. all feels a little bit strange that it's so muted. Yeah, but. Yeah, it does. Hmm. I guess... Uh, yeah, they'll be pretty quiet on the matter. Time will tell what that might mean. Um, yeah. Here's something that I I saw, and I didn't even realise that this was uh, a thing. Um, Enchanted Tales with Belle has reopened for the first time since the pandemic. Okay. I... I just assumed everything could reopen by this point. Mm, no, there's still stuff reopening because on another news item was Nakusis is is getting ready to reopen. I think it reopens first of April. So there's still there there is still stuff that that hasn't reopened yet. Well, I, I know. Um, yeah, I know some of the restaurants uh, were, were mm. really slow and some haven't reopened as yet. But I thought attractions wise like everything had kind of gone back to normal uh, most things but not not quite everything obviously I mean even no. things like trams and things like that you know not all the trams are back in all of the parks right okay so I think they've been quite selective about you know where they've been putting I mean I guess it's a question of resources you know where they put their resources and what things yeah. they, they fire back up again in what order yeah I, I, I guess um mm. I mean, I I've never done this. I mean, I, I I think, well, I don't remember seeing it when I was there. So I'm assuming that this was part of the uh, be our guest uh, restaurant. It's separate to that, but it was part well, of yeah, the sorry. expansion. Yeah, sorry, I should have yeah. clarified. I know it's not part of the restaurant, but what I mean is, mm-hmm. it it was opened when be our guest was uh, was built. We've done it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have too. It's quite clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you couldn't have done it, but now you can. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, mm. it's now reopened. Yeah. Um, actually, I missed Ariel's Grotto also only opened again in January. So, yeah, yeah it seems like these are the last of the kind of mm-hmm. last few attractions uh, to, to reopen are now reopening. So yeah. just a few more things like restaurants and stuff to go, and then it'll be all be back working again. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I think um, Victoria and Alberts have only just reopened, haven't they? Oh, have they really? I think, I think they've reopened, yeah. So, so I'll, there's a couple of the signature restaurants, really, um, that have been a bit a bit slow to reopen. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Well, it's, it's, it's reopened. So if, yep. uh, if that's something you've been clamouring for, then uh, then you can go go back and do that um and just on the theme of because we mentioned restaurants uh i thought i should mention uh roundup rodeo mm-hmm. the the new barbecue at uh toy story land yeah like hollywood studios i mean this has been quite a long time coming hasn't it they announced this quite a while yeah. ago yeah yes 
Um, Just a shame it looks like Pizza Planet at Disneyland Paris. I, I mean, mm. look, I will throw him under the bus because he's not here to defend himself. So it's the perfect time to throw someone under the bus. But Ryan, if anyone remembers him, because obviously, you know, when was the last someone time Someone that we used to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um, he was uh, he was um, slagging off the, the new food items at Disneyland Paris is not looking particularly appealing I think more than uninspiring when this is just like beige wonderland well kind of brownie black wonderland I guess because everything's charred Um, but I've got to say like I didn't look at this and think oh this looks great I mean okay I'm the wrong audience for it right (laughs) there's probably very little on the menu that I could eat in a barbecue restaurant but um, it looks quite quite generic uh, I think. And the issue when you say that the food looks generic, yet it still looks better than the actual restaurant. Yeah. That's when you know you've got a problem. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to remember, like, when Pizza Planet opened at Disneyland... Well, actually, to be fair, it's, that's not fair to Disneyland Paris because Pizza Planet in Hollywood Studios was also pretty crap, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. That was, that was really poorly themed. And... But the one at Disneyland Paris was kind of like a, a quick, supposed to be temporary pop-up restaurant that just lasted it, 10 it, years. It was in a shipping crate, basically. Essentially, yeah. Um, this, yeah, I mean, this is part of a land. I mean, at least, again, at least with Pizza Planet Disneyland Paris, it was hidden away. Yeah. You know, people didn't even know it existed unless they saw the sign for it. It was right out of the way. This is prominent in, you know, the last, well, one of the last lands to be built in Hollywood Studios. And it just looks really, like, uninspired. Although there is a, there is a bowl of, uh, or a plate of vegetables uh, on the photo. So maybe there is something for me to eat after all. Um, I'm not sure about the pricing. Oh, I know what the pricing is. What I'm saying is I'm not sure yeah. about the pricing. It's... Uh, $45 for mm. adults uh, and 25 for children. Um, that's that's with uh, tax to be added on and, of course, gratuity. So uh, bear that in mind as well. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm looking at something else here. I'm looking at a, a new story about reservations, and it, the prices on there are completely different. Yeah, price on there is yeah, initially they gave a range, didn't they? There was a range of thirty nine right. fifty five or whatever it was, but now I think they've come out and announced exactly what it is. So forty five right. is what I'd heard. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's strange. Yeah, but I mean, it's forty five. It's kind of fair. It was probably about a standard. I was just going to look at one or one or two others. So like Animal Kingdom, Boma is a is a kind of buffet type restaurant. So Boma, yeah, Boma's forty nine for an adult, twenty nine for kids. So I'd say the food in Boma is much better. Well, I don't know what this food's going to be like, but Boma, we've we've been there for breakfast and it's got a great range of stuff. So there's, there's a lot to choose from, and it's it's fairly well, it's very good for a buffet, I would say. Um, this is maybe a little bit more basic in terms of ribs and chicken and and that sort of thing. So. Forty-five is 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 probably about average, I would say. Yeah. 
you know, it's kind of all you can eat, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really, you know, doesn't really inspire me that much. And it's amazing to think, Nick, that it, that was being built when we were there. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's taken this long. So it's taken almost four years. Almost four years to open. And mm. that's what you get. It's just incredible. Uh, yeah. Really uninspired decor. Uh, it looks like a looks... kid's nursery. Yeah. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole area is like that. And I, I don't... To me, it's a bit like... I know, toy, especially Toy Story. I, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that such a valued and loved IP is given, you know, such a basic makeover. You know, I mean, it's like they spent all the money in in Batu, and 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 they did a, they almost did a kind of Dino Land on on the studios there with the Toy Story line. Because, I mean, Slinky is a good coaster, but it's it's a fairly off-the-shelf coaster, you know, with just, with you know, the sort of basic aesthetics of Toy Toy Story and the uh, the Swirling Saucers. Again, it's a kind of off-the-shelf ride. It's a, bit, it's a bit like they've done in other parts, really. I, I, it's not it's not high-end theming at all. None of it is, you know. And and this restaurant just looks exactly the same as the rest of that that land. I I feel offe- I feel offended. Yeah. Not okay. because of what you've said. No. Yeah. I I'm looking yeah. at the menu. Right. All right. So, the, there's all names. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a bread service, yeah. which is the Prospector's homemade cheddar biscuits with sweet pepper jelly. Right. Fine. Don't really have a problem with that. So yeah, whatever. Then you've got a rootin' tootin' tomato salad, uh, Wheezy's watermelon salad, and Rex's romaine and cow salad, right? I just want to point out that watermelon salad just says fresh torn mint. So it just sounds like it's some watermelon with some mint leaves. So make it that what you will. For the the kind of like the main course, you can have um, a platter of the following house smoked items evil doctor smoked ribs so they've named the ribs after the after ham in toy story but surely they could have done actual pork chops right but also as well on that like why that that's like that's like somebody coming out with Peppa Pig branded bacon. Do you know what I mean? It's so on the nose. <laughs> Peppa Pig off. owners, you can you can take that idea if you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got no interest in it. Um, you can also so, so this is this is what you guys could have, right? So evil doctor smoked ribs, buttercups, beef brisket. Um, there's a sausage in my boot. Uh, which is a fire-grilled pork sausage. Oh, don't let Craig hear that. And uh, barbecue chicken with style. Mm-hmm. Right? What's the style? Who knows? Probably char. Um, but there is there is a plant-based option, according to this, which um, comes with... And this, this is what really upsets me. Combat Carlo flour. 
Okay. <laughs> Which comes with Harasser, Drizzle, and Walnut Grem Alter. No idea what that is. Uh, a scrumptious bratwurst and a rip roaring rib chop. Now, I say that's for me because it says quite clearly Trixie's plant based trio. You can't really call it plant based if two of the items are meat. So I'm assuming that they must be like vegan versions of. Um, it's just going to be a corn sausage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably overcooked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got sides. So you can select four from this list for the table. Uh, you've got mean old potato salad, veggie slaw, campfire roasted vegetables, bucking baked beans. As you can tell, they've run out of puns by this point. Uh, the married spuds, which are loaded potato barrels. Anyone got any idea what potato barrels are? Is that just they're potato just like, skins? They're like um, like croquettes. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Force-filled fried pickles. Force-filled? Force-filled, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they use the force So we've gone, we've gone Buzz Light, you know. Yep. Uh, Slinky Dog's Mac and Cheese. Or as it's as it's written here, Slinky Dog's Mac and Cheese. Mm. Uh, and Cowpoke Corn on the Cop. Which is just grilled corn. Um, and then you can have one dessert per guest... Uh, you've got Bose Lemon and Blueberry Cheesecake, uh, Goat's Apple Pie, uh, Cupcake a la Falky. You'll never guess what that is. Um, Gruff's Peach Strawberry Pie and Billy's Chocolate Silk Pie. Oh, because it's Billy Goat Gruff, isn't it? That's the name of the sheep. Okay. Pieces, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really piss poor. Um... And then you've got your choice of beverages, your usual fountain, um, some brewed iced tea, um, low-fat milk, or smaller sunny water for kids if they want it. Um, little rider refreshments. So these are additions. Uh, there's Molly's frozen iced tea, uh, Party Saurus Tex. Who's Tex? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's just a pun on the food itself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, because party sauce text is a minute made lemonade with strawberry puree garnished with gummy worms. These are drinks. But party sauce Rex was a short that they made, so I don't get the pun. Uh, Unless the drink's meant to be like Mexican. (sighs) Lemonade with strawberry puree. It's not. uh, It's got gummy worm, I guess. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Uh, frozen cowpoke cocoa. Frozen cocoa with Minute Made Vanilla smoothie topped with mini marshmallows. Um, and they got booze, guys. Mm. There's a. Uh, like late beer. What? Again, they they make up really crap puns and, and leave off the obvious ones. Mm-hmm. Um, a load of cocktails. You've got grown ups peanut butter and jelly, which is frozen screwball peanut butter whiskey, Minute Made Vanilla smoothie mix, and grape jelly. Uh, the Rodeo Mule, uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Lime Juice, Cane Sugar, Fever Tree, Ginger Beer, Winning Whiskey Lemonade, which is Jack Daniels, Aperol, Strawberry Puree, Lemonade and Basil, uh, Snake Eye Margarita, Margarita, Grown Up Ice Chocolate and Rum, and a Rattler Rum Punch as well. 
uh, they're between 1650 and 1450. They should have gone um, for text on the beach. Right, do you know what I mean? Like, there, there's so many things they could have done and yeah. haven't. It's it's, it's yeah. an embarrassing menu. Rex on the beach, kiddie-friendly. Yeah. Um, Beer-wise, you've got um, Youngling, Cigar City, Sierra Nevada Pale Hour, Bud Light, Shiner Ruby, Bell Seasonal Wheat Beer, and Angry Orchid Crisp Apple Hard Cider uh, as well. There are also some wine by the glasses, mm-hmm. if that's your kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it. So, I mean, look, I, I, I'm glad that there's some um, there's some stuff for me to eat, um, yeah. but I still don't think I'd want to eat. <laughs> I think it's a lot well, for I what mean, it is, you know. Yeah, it's a lot for what it is. I mean, it looks okay. It, it just it's just the whole kind of theming of that whole area to me is just underwhelming. It's the sort yeah. of thing that even though Slinky Dog gets big cues in the future people will look back on it and go it's really it's really basic, you know. The whole area is really basic. Yeah. It's got it's got big Toy Story figures which helps but still it's it's just off the shelf stuff and this restaurant is a kind of off the shelf restaurant with a bit of a Toy Story makeover which it'll probably do the job you know I'm sure it'll be busy that whole area is busy and you know you need you need some a food option there and this will probably do okay I always worry though about putting a buffet next to a roller coaster I know I know Slinky Dog's not the the, the wildest ride in the west Mm -hmm. but it's still like you know a bit, you don't want to. You don't want to go on it after you've had a buffet, right? Or alien swirling saucers. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, I suppose. It's weird, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Toy. You're right about Toy Story Land. I mean, look again. I know we don't normally talk about Paris on here, but you know they got it first. It wasn't particularly great the first time they did it, and they just seemed to have just not learned the lessons. So. Yeah. <sighs> they thought bigger was better. Right. Well, I mean, look, at least the rides are better at, at Hollywood Studios, Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd give them that, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. just yeah. Ugh. Right, just Mr. Just can't get excited about it. No, no, of course. Why should you? Yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah. Was there anything else from you, Mr. D? Well, uh, on the flip side, somewhat disappointingly, although I'm I'm being a bit kind of hypocritical here, but. Uh, Trails End is actually going to close, so there is a there is a a kind of western themed restaurant that's been there for a long, long time. That is a bit of a fan favourite. Trails End at Fort Wilderness, not Wilderness Lodge, and that's that's closing down. That's going to be re rethemed or repurposed as a as a kind of food courty type place. So another bit of dining news there. But one western place comes and one western place goes. Do we know what it's going to be replaced by? Uh, the, the information I saw was was pretty sketchy. It, it was, it was really about um, like it's, it did sound like some kind of little mini mini food court. Um, can't tell you too much more about it than that, really. Yeah, no, I just wondered if it might be yeah. similar kind of foods to what was there before, but just in a different format or if they are just gonna 
change things completely. Mm. Uh, let's see, hang on. I'm just flicking back to what I was reading about it. Um, huge overhaul that will completely change it. Trails end. Uh, be closing for a refurbishment this spring. It will reopen, but it will be a lot different. It will no longer be table service, but it will be a marketplace concept. That's what it is, marketplace concept with expanded quick service options. Um, so it's like Springfield Food Court? Yeah, or a bit like um, if you've ever been at Coronado Springs, Pepper Market there. But it's a bit like yeah. that as well. Carabin Beach as well, yeah. their marketplace. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few of them got out. Like um, even even the uh, the value resorts have got like a food court type idea. Well, yeah, I was gonna say actually, Pop Century yeah. um, had similar. Although I think there was only two. If I remember right, mm. it was only like two options, but yeah, different things to it. I mean, I think as a concept, it's not too bad, especially if you've got a family that like to eat mm. different food. Mm-hmm then I suppose that's a good way of all being able to kind of eat the things that you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what I feel yeah, is missing at Disneyland Paris mm. in the hotels, that there's not somewhere you, it has to be like a sit-down meal. Yeah. No matter what at Disneyland Paris, whereas th- this is what I think ups staying on property, is it mm. is so easy to eat at your hotel at, at Disney World. Yeah, and also, yeah, like you say, because you don't have to have like a, a full on buffet or or something, you can just mm-hmm. get something, uh, you know, a bit more regular. Like I think I think we had fried chicken and mash at Pop Century, which is what we'd had at Fifties Prime Time Diner one night. But every night it was different. Like it wasn't the same food every night. Like it was a different choice. But yeah. Whilst you're right, P Dubs, I, I can't tell you the last time I ate at a Disneyland hotel. No, it's just such a rigmarole to, to, to you have to book it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's set time and set cost. It, yeah, it just it f- feels like sometimes you, you sit down and you go, oh, I don't really want this now. Yeah. I'd much rather be able to go somewhere and go, oh, actually, I really fancy that at this time of the day. Yeah, under my own steam, and and that's definitely one of the plus points of staying on property at Walt Disney World for me. Yeah, yeah, and even Universal. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. Universal's the same, certainly with the new hotels. Yeah, food courts. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cabana Bay, the um, food court at Cabana Bay is pretty decent. Yeah, Aventura's yeah. got one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And then the only other thing I had was the thing that we were chatting about on the on the group chat, which is just the changes to the park reservation system. But it, it's at the minute it's only for annual pass holders, and it's only well, it's all parks except the Magic Kingdom on a weekend. So if you are an annual pass holder, you can enter any park without a reservation after 2 p.m. except for the Magic Kingdom on weekends. So I guess it's good if you're a, if you're an annual pass holder, but since they aren't selling annual passes right now, it doesn't really do me much good. Um, maybe it's a step towards 
park reservation system going away. I don't know. I don't really see the point in the park reservation system now. I know, I know allegedly it, it helped them when they were short on resources, manage their resources, but as soon as you start allowing park hopping, then to me that whole concept goes out the window. And we've been having park hopping for a long time now. I know it's after 2 p.m., but still, you know, yeah, just staff up and scrap the park reservation system. Yeah, I I, be. I think it's been a bane. You know, it's probably not been a bane for them, but it's certainly been a bane for guests for, well, since the day they introduced it, really, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, most, I think about most times of the year, apart from the really busy times, you know, park reservations are available. So even at the last minute, you know, we we were able to switch reservations if we if our plans changed. But it, it's just another thing that you've got to do. Another thing that makes Disney more of a ball ache than Universal. So unless it's providing a massive value, and I just don't see how it can be now with everything being open again. And you know, the the whole point was it was going to allow you to plan resources you can see how many park reservations you've got for a particular part and you can plan your resources accordingly but okay. just just staff up just staff up to open the park you know and and scrap that because you've already got all the other things you've already got you know adrs at 60 days and um genie plus being really quite complicated and you know and this is another thing on top of that so just get rid of it it's, uh, it's I don't. I can't believe it's providing that much benefit now. But hey, no. there you go. No. Maybe this is a step towards it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, mm -hmm. you could be right. I, I, I was just thinking when you talk about annual passes. Like, I'm surprised that they, they haven't at least opened it back up to Florida residents. I think and it I was... is open for Florida residents. I think it's open for Florida residents, and if you had an annual pass yeah you you've can never renew. let lapse you can renew but yeah. i also think you can get an annual pass for florida residents i believe i'm not 100 percent sure about that but i'm going to try and check because the thing is i know that i mean not if they didn't say it's officially but they have kind of hinted at the fact that you know annual pass holders are a, a bit of a pain for the company and i just wondered if they just in general limited it to uh to Florida residents, if that might ease it a little bit, because you know, I, I guess there's probably uh, a majority of, of annual passes that are for Florida residents, but mm. of course, we do know that people have them that aren't. You've been an example, <laughs> you've had annual passes before. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I see it, but I wonder if that's a way of. You know, would th would that be mm. so controversial that they turn around and said, you know, Florida residents or DVC holders only? Yeah, yeah, definitely DVC holders because, you know, if, if you if you've bought into DVC, I mean, it's less of an issue for somebody like me who's who's an overseas guest. So, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for like three weekends a year or four weekends a year or whatever. I'm gonna go once every year or once every couple of years. So for me. We've got the UK tickets. That's probably what I'm going to do. But if you're a US uh, DVC owner, particularly if you live 
fairly close to Florida. So you live in Georgia or something like that. So you're not a Florida mm. resident, but but you could still drive to Walt Disney World a couple of times a year. Having to pay full price tickets, I mean, that must really, really annoy. I mean, that would that would piss me off if I'd previously had an annual pass and now uh, I was having to buy, you know, those those more expensive tickets every time I wanted to go. I think that would yeah. really annoy me. Oh, no, so, I completely agree. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why they don't, they don't do it for, well, I kind of know why they're not doing it, but I think it's a mistake not to do it for, for DVC owners. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I think, yeah, I think that's something they do have to, do have to reconsider. Um, so look, I'll please Ryan because the last two things I've got to talk about are, are kind of Epcot adjacent. Um, so the first one is that there, there's going to be uh, some after-hours events at Epcot that will be starting later in the summer. Um, so the after-hour events at Epcot will include access to Frozen Ever After, Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and Ra- Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, um, as well as uh, character meets and greets and complimentary snacks. Uh, start on the 1st of June at 10pm to 1am and uh, the first day they're all Thursdays oh except one mm. uh, so it's quiet day of the week <laughs> yeah well, it's yeah. weird uh, so yeah mm. Thursday 1st of June it's £139 uh, 29th of June £139 um, then it goes down to 129 uh, on the 27th of July, back up to 139. They they vary. The August days, for some reason, most of those are 129. Um, there's also a, Wednesday, a random Wednesday. It happens to be my birthday, actually. You know what? That's nice. They're doing it for my 40th. $139 yeah. on that day, Wednesday, July the 12th. Um, so, yeah, if that's uh, your kind of thing, you can go for that. If you are a DVC... Uh, member or a pass holder that will be a $99 for you mm-hmm. so uh, a nice little discount on top of that um, now this is not something that I've I'm aware of and maybe I've just ignored it over time I don't know but um, H2O Glow <laughs> after hours <coughs> well, P-Dubs is very excited by that yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's not even the really fizzy not. water <laughs> I'm Stop. drowning in the water at Typhoon Lagoon yeah. Stop doing that. Making it interactive like for the X podcast. Um, so yeah, a special party at Typhoon Lagoon with specially special themed menus and a DJ dance party. Um, after hours events will begin May 20th from 8pm to 11am and that's on the 20th and 27th of May, 3rd, 10th, 17th and 24th of June, 1st, 3rd, 8th, 15th, 22nd, 29th and 31st of July, uh, 5th, 12th, 19th and 26th of August and the 2nd of September is the last one. Um, That is $75 per adult, uh, a lovely discount of $70 for children, so they get $5 less fun by the sounds of it. Um, annual pass holders and DVC that will be fifty nine and fifty four, respective. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's something that uh, interests you. 
and you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just quickly, finally, um, there'll be a new spectacle of light show on Spaceship Earth for the Flower and Garden Festival, which is... I'm not sure when it starts, but progress is... Uh, they're working on that at the moment, aren't they? It never yeah. ends. Yeah. First yeah. of first of March through the fifth of July, uh Flower yeah. Garden I've just I've just looked at. Um but yeah, I've seen the topories are going up for that, but as it wasn't all finished, I didn't want to talk about it too much. But yeah, a new light spectacle on Spaceship Earth for the festival. So nice. uh starting at sunset festival guests can celebrate with a vibrant spectacle of lights on Spaceship Earth set to fresh and fun new soundtrack. Uh, I do worry when somebody describes something as being fresh and fun and you know it's been written by somebody older than us. Um, so, yeah. T- take take a lot of work these days. <laughs> what, to be older than us? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Stop reminding me. Um, right. That's all I had for the parts. Was there anything else from you, Mr. D? Nope. That's good. Then covered a lot of ground there. That's yeah, we we covered it. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I would love to United see the United States. Well, I'd love to see the step count. It's got to be quite impressive. I think we've definitely done our ten thousand for the day. Oh, easy, easy. Um, well, look. Before we finish, let's have a look at what's been going on outside the parks. Yes, it's that time again. It's Patreon time now. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a website where you can support content creators and in return get some benefits. For example, if you become a Patreon of ours, you get early release episodes of all our shows plus exclusive content you can't hear anywhere else. So, that's what we do and we'd love your support, but these are the people that keep this show happening. And if you become a Patreon, you too can be in this roll call here we go we've got steven we've got jane and steve we've got todd we've got rob we've got breaking dad david elliott tom dave peloto i hope i've said that right dave i apologize if i haven't uh, kevin dan nikki james dowling crystal dungeon sandy paul kane daniel livingston we have Darren and Jill, and Tim Bluebird, Kate, Chris, Karen, Lee, Haley, Joseph, and Ryan. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully that Discord channel will be set up soon. I've got it ready to go. I've just got to figure out how to use it, but we'll, we'll get there. But if you would also like to support us, then please visit patreon.com forward slash that podcast. And if you can't remember the address, there's a handy link in the show notes below. Thank you for listening and thank you for your continued support. All right. So um, I think we should start as we, we left off. Uh, P-dubs. Yeah. Anything so I will go with our first story. Mm. Uh, and that's the change of some release dates. Oh yes, um, over at the House of Mouse. Um, so Marvels that was due to be released this summer 
um, has been pushed back. It should have been the 28th of July. It's now not being released until November the 10th. Um, and in its place, finally, and hopefully it's better than the original version, uh, moving from the 11th of August uh, to the 28th of July, replacing the Marvels, is the Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah. I, I'm amazed. It seems to have been filmed very, very quickly. There's a lot of things I worry about with both of these. So first of all, the Marvels, right? So the Marvels should have been out already. Yeah. Then it got bumped to the summer. Now it's got bumped to November. That in itself, I guess November release date's not terrible because November does seem to be a time of year that Marvel do release films. Yeah. Uh, the first Black Panther came out then, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, The Eternals, um, and, and last year we had Wakanda Forever, right? All released in November. So, I mean, I guess that's a new Marvel kind of time of year to release films. So, okay. I think the only thing that bothers me about that is the fact that it's been bumped twice now. Yeah. Not not a great sign, but maybe that'll make some sense. But my problem with both of these is that, you know, Haunting Mansion comes out in July. Yeah. At, at the time. It should be in October. <laughs> well, not even so much that, because they do release horror fi- Well, it's not a horror film, but, you know, films that are spooky nature, they seem to release before yeah. October now for some reason. But we have seen nothing from either of these films. No. There's been no teaser. There's been no first trailer. And, you know, we're, we're kind of used now to seeing trailers quite quite early on. I mean, when was especially, the first... Especially when Disney had the slot booked for Super Bowl weekend for the Marvels. Right. And pulled it. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I, I, I understand why. You know, if you're releasing a film in November, what's the point of promoting it in January? Yeah. Like for Super Bowl weekend, that you want to plug your films that are coming out sooner than that, like your Indiana Jones. Although they also bump the Little Mermaid, and that comes out in May, so go figure that one. Um, but it's just the fact that we're not seeing any, we've not seen anything from either of these films, and they're not that far away. No, you know, there wasn't even, and I and I went to, you know, I, I specifically went earlier than I normally would do to see Ant Man uh, and the Wasp. Um, I mean, in in time, in terms of when I entered the cinema, not when I watched the film, um, because I, I just thought, oh, there must be a trailer at the front of this. Yeah, and it was only after I left the cinema I realized I, I found out that the release date had been bumped. But even so, I thought there might be a teaser or something. There's just been nothing. Yeah, all um, we got was the poster that came with the delayed date on it, which is a a very nice poster. But again, yeah. we're not seeing anything from this film. And Haunting Mansions, even sooner, and we've we've seen nothing. There's been no... We, we haven't got a poster. We haven't even got a poster no. for it. But we've not really seen any behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, I, I just find the whole thing weird. This, you know, it's, this should be a big film, Haunted Mansion, and there's nothing yeah. for it. But it does star Jared Leto, so we know it's going to be probably crap, isn't it? Stop yeah. ruining then, my films, Jared Leto. Yeah, and then Tron, Tron will get cancelled again. Good. Mm-hmm. I'll be quite happy for Tron to get cancelled if it means that I have to sit for a Jared Leto Tron film. 
I, look, I, I'm saying this as the person that wants a Tron 3 more than anyone. I'd rather not have a Tron 3 than see what comes out in Joe's letter. And of course I'll be there for the first showing, but that's not the point. I just don't like Jared Leto. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting, uh, nonetheless, uh, on that. Uh, Ant-Man. Let's talk Ant-Man. Um, it had, I'd say, a pretty decent opening. Yeah, biggest one of the three. Yeah. Well, the first one... There was kind of like a lot of controversy about the first one, wasn't there? I mean, I didn't, yeah. I never went to the cinema to see the first one because I protested that Edgar Wright didn't direct it. Um, but I did see Ant Man and the Wasp. But that, if I remember, didn't it come out like during the football or something? Yes, like during the World Cup. Yeah, um, so not that it would affect America too much, but it did affect the UK, uh, box office a bit. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's you know good that it, it had that that bump, um, so it opened to one hundred and five million. Um, however, it's it's had the second biggest drop of a, a Marvel film, uh, down sixty nine percent. Yeah, just to put that into perspective, I think, um, I think Black Widow dropped sixty seven percent in its second weekend. And that was also available uh, for Disney Plus. That was one of the ones you could. Was it Premier Access was that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. Um, other ones: uh, Love and Thor, Love and Thunder, sixty-seven point six percent. Doctor Strange was sixty-seven percent um, in the Multiverse of Madness, and Spider-Man: No Way Home had a sixty-seven point five percent drop, but then it did open to about three hundred million dollars. So. I don't think they were too stressed about that. Um, look, I, I do another podcast where I review films. I review this the other week. I know Craig's seen it. I know Mr. D's going to see it, so we're not going to go into spoilers. Uh, mm. But I also know that you saw it, P-Dubs, and we've not yep. talked about this. So no. I, I don't know how you found Ant-Man 3, but what did you think of uh, Quantumania? Um... It's a difficult one. It doesn't deserve the the scores it's getting from the press. It's by far not on the level of being the worst MCU film. Um, how it's getting worse reviews than Love and Thunder, I do not know. Um, I'm pretty grievy on that, actually. And I also, in the same vein, don't agree that The Eternals was one of the worst either. Um, but it's bang average, pretty much what all of Phase 4 was in the long run. Um, the quality's not particularly picked up. I didn't particularly like the fact that it was all filmed on the volume. It felt a bit hollow. Um, no spoilers at all on, on that, because you can pretty much guess why they've used the volume, considering the film's called Quantum Mania. Um. Yeah, just bang average, really. Um, which is a shame because I like Paul Rudd, and and I was really glad when he got kind of this breakout role as a as something other than the comedic sidekick. Yeah, now he's the comedic leading man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of work to do 
with the MCU at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's funny because I spoke to somebody who saw who went to the screening after me, who really enjoyed it a lot more than I did, and I didn't hate it, but I I kind of gave it like a, about six out of ten, um, and he thought I was a bit mad for giving it a six. He thought it was much better than that. Um, there were things I liked, but I also found it a bit of a just a, a jumbled mess of a film. Yeah. Like I couldn't work out most of the time what was going on. Things were just happening, and there was no kind of explanations to stuff. Now, interestingly, our friends at Disney and Under, they've seen it three times and twice, depending on uh, the sex of the co-host or the gender um, of the co-host. But um, yeah, they've they've enjoyed it the more they've seen it. But they one liked it from the first viewing, but the but Cat didn't like it until she saw it a second time. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it is an odd one. It is an odd one. Like there there are there are things to to like about it, absolutely. And I think um, you know Kang as you know his full introduction as the uh, the big bad of of Phase Five. I th- think he's great. I mean, I think the actor's great anyway, but I think the character's interesting. Um, but, yeah, it, it felt a little bit all over the place for me. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, as Peter said, like, you know, there are people that have absolutely rinsed it, and I don't think it deserves that at all. I think when you go and see it today, it's an entertaining watch. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not a classic and I'm not sure, in the series of Ant-Man films, I'm not sure where to put it, actually. Mm. Um, you know, it's weird. Like, we've... It, Thor's had four films, and I can quite easily put them in an order of preference. But I'm not sure with Ant-Man if, I, if I've if i got a preferred order for those films. Mm. So... Yeah. But I hope, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a good time yeah. watching it anyway. Yeah, you I know. just rewatched the first two and enjoyed... I certainly enjoyed the first two. I mean, I thought one was better than two, but still enjoyed two. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what what three's like. I mean, I will say, this isn't a spoiler, um, you get more Michelle Pfeiffer for your money in this one than you got in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm -hmm. So therefore, um, yeah, it's better, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She was my first crush. She'll always be my first crush. Um, so yeah, intre- I think the, the box office is interesting. I think they've got a major problem, and we talked about this before, the, the fact that people now know that, or, or, or have become used to this six-day window for films to hit Disney+. Plus. Mm. And I think until that's addressed, I think we're going to see similar yeah. box office results. We'll, we'll see a big weekend debut when you know, the Marvel diehards want to go and see the film and then a, a steep decline because they're either not seeing it a second time yeah, um, or just the audiences aren't there to mm-hmm. see it a second and third weekend um, because there's going to be a majority of people that will just go, oh, I'll be on Disney Plus in a few few months. Just sure, wait yeah. for it, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but speaking of Disney Plus, um, <laughs> big shot. And the Mighty Ducks game changes have been cancelled after their uh, second seasons. 
Um, I have not seen any either of these shows. No. I don't think they cancelled them because I didn't see them. And if they did, I'm sorry to those people that did watch it and liked it. But um, I think I think both of those shows kind of like had a kind of a big promotional push for their debuts. But I think there wasn't that same buzz about their second series. So, mm. you know, and I, and I guess it's numbers game, right? And if Disney aren't seeing these shows performing really well probably better to just cut them and put that money into into other stuff yeah there is um but i think this is a start i think we're going to see more of this with the uh the disney plus uh original shows i think we're gonna i think we're gonna start seeing less of them mm-hmm. in general yeah. and i don't I'll, I'll be honest i don't think if they do that it will be a necessarily bad thing because we have Apple TV Plus and they don't have much content compared to most other providers, but most of the stuff is of a decent quality. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the stuff on Disney Plus doesn't look like it's, it. you know, it, does, it doesn't not look decent, but what I mean is like the actual quality of the shows are better on yeah. Apple. Yeah. So I think it definitely is paying dividends that they're not, you know, they, there's less going on but it's better to watch rather than Disney just dumping out loads of content that you just don't have time to watch. Sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's mm. I think that's interesting. Um, was there anything you wanted to talk about, Mister D? Uh, well, not a lot really. I mean, looking forward to Mandalorian season three, which is coming up very very soon now. A couple of days. Uh, uh, well, is actually, fifteenth. Like yeah, March is I it the fifteenth? Yeah, March. So obviously we're almost at March now, so uh, won't be long. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably the thing that I'm, I'm most looking forward to. I think mm. in on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think a lot of stuff this year has been delayed, hasn't it, Pedubs? Yeah, I think they're um, they're being very quiet about stuff this year. Um, Marvel have only got two guaranteed series this year um there might be more but at the moment they're only confirming definitely loki season two um and one other why can't i remember what it is um completely gone out of my head but secret invasion looks like that will probably be pushed back well i know echo was originally supposed to be this year but that looks like it's been delayed as well doesn't it that seems to be more um they're struggling to get it right um they've been filming for quite a while on that mm. um and on that note charlie cox is now in new york ready to film born again okay um so that that's going into production and obviously we lost armor wars from being a series that's now going to be a full-length film yeah um so things are being moved around incredibly a lot at the moment when it comes to Marvel. I wonder if that's going to be a cinematic release. I would imagine so, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like that might be a way of killing two birds with one stone. Because at the end of the day, like I imagine a series like Loki 
probably costs more than making a low-key film. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, why not just like make a, a big-budget original film? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, all we know is it's going to be a film now rather than that. So, yeah, you're probably right to assume it will be a, a, a cinema release. But... Yeah, I, I think with the storyline revolving around the aftermath of Tony Stark dying... I think that will probably stick Iron Man somewhere in the title, yeah, or in the in the blurb, and people will be there like a shot. Just having to do a voiceover for the trailer. Yeah, and the, and the rumor is that he is in it, mm. in in some form. So, um, so they've denied it again this week. Yeah, that saying that Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man is now off the table. Well, the version we know might be. But I don't think this is the last we're going to see of of Robert Downey Jr. in the in the Tony Stark role. No, I don't either. I don't either. Um, anything else from you, Mister D? No, nothing. Nothing else from you, P Dubs? No, all good. Okay. Well, in that case, I suppose we should wrap this episode up. So, right. uh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, a pleasure Rubs. as always. Uh, no thank worries. you, dear listener. Uh, for listening tell your friends um yeah we need more people to listen so recommend us if you like us leave us a review get in contact we've got we know there's a there's a few of you that like us yeah very active on the chat so we know that Mm -hmm. um but yes we will be back uh in a few weeks with uh a universal show i guess um and patreons we are recording our patreon episodes uh well tomorrow as we record this so uh they will be coming out in the next few days as well so look out for those that reminds me i need to find out who won last month's actually um but until we next speak thank you and see you soon here we are see ya This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.